Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 61, and I'm sharing my read, watch, and listen recommendations from the winter. Can you believe that spring starts next week? I am super excited for it. I feel so much hope for the new season and for what's to come. I thought it would be fun to share my favorites from the last few months so you could put them on your list of things to read, watch, and listen to if they connect with you. But let me share like just a little side story real fast um, of something that I've been working through kind of related to today's topic. So back in January, I saw a tweet from someone I respect who said that she thought it was strange or silly to keep a list of the number of books you read in a year. Now, I have kept a list of the books I've read for the last like 12 years. (laughs) They are on my blog. I add to the list throughout the year. And then in December, I pick my favorites. I indicate which ones I read with my book club. Um, It's a whole thing. But after reading that tweet, I thought maybe it was silly, like not something that intellectual people do. Like she's kind of an intellectual, a college professor. So I didn't keep a list for January and February. But it didn't make me feel any smarter. (laughs) It actually kind of made me feel sad. I like keeping the list. I like seeing how many books in different genres I read in a year. Or I like seeing how many books by authors of color I read so that I know that I'm experiencing a variety of stories. I wondered why I was letting a stranger on the internet (laughs) tell me what to do when what works for her doesn't work for me. So I'm back to putting the list on my blog and I'll share the link in the show notes for this episode at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. But maybe you need to hear the lesson that I learned. If you enjoy it, it's worth doing. Even if other people don't think it's cool or smart or worth their time. And this especially applies to your hobbies. And it applies to how you respond to other people when they share their hobbies or something they enjoy. You don't have to rain on their parade or squish their passion or downplay their joy. Not even like in little subtle ways like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I just don't have the time. We have time for what we make time for. I read over 100 books last year because I watched practically no TV shows. My husband's goal was to read one book a month because he loves watching shows and movies. Neither choice is better than the other and neither should be met with judgment, not even like little subtle judgment. So all that to say, hobbies are awesome. (laughs) This week we're talking about my favorite hobby, reading. Later in the month we'll talk about my other favorite hobby, gardening. My favorite things might not be your favorite things, but I hope you do have favorites. I hope you have hobbies, activities that bring you joy. They are gifts from our good father who wants us to delight in the world he has created and use the gifts and interest he put in us. So now that we got that little pep talk out of the way, (laughs) let's jump into recommendations for what to read, watch, and listen to based on my favorites from the last few months. So I'm going to do three in each category and just a couple bonus books because I never can limit myself to just talking about three books. So the first book I want to tell you about is Prayer in the Night by Tish Harrison Warren. It is about how to trust God 
in the dark. Tish walks us through a liturgical prayer that brought her comfort and healing after her father's death and her own miscarriage. It will encourage you as well through whatever dark time you're facing. I especially have enjoyed how she builds a theology of suffering on God's word that is true no matter what we feel at the time. She gives an example of friends who were in the waiting room as their daughter was in surgery, and she said the wife said to the husband, we have to decide now who God is. We have to decide now if he is good, because we can't make that decision based on whether our daughter survives the surgery or not. And, and I just really think that those of us who are well acquainted with grief or brokenness in this world will really, really enjoy this book and the hope that it brings. Okay, book number two is Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Let me spell it for you. H-A-M-N-E-T. It's written about the early life of William Shakespeare and his very unusual wife and their family. It's a novelization. In fact, I, I'm not sure how much of it is true. I checked out a book from the library that's a biography of Shakespeare so that I could kind of compare the fictionalized account to what this not what was really true. But in this novel, the characters are rich and the story feels so real. And actually, I kind of just realized that the books and shows that I'm sharing today all touch on the topic of grief. But this book reminded me that we aren't the first generation to suffer. In fact, families for centuries have seen more death and loss than most of us have. I especially liked the look at how Shakespeare and his wife communicated through the events that were happening to both of them and how that struggle is really universal to marriage. Couples then and couples today have to keep moving toward each other, even through heartbreaking circumstances. Okay, the next one is Woven in Moonlight by Isabel Abenez. And this one is, thankfully, probably a little bit lighter. It's a YA book, a young adult book, that tells the story of a conquered people group who are fighting back. There are two young women at the center of the story, and one slowly realizes uh, all she believes about the enemy may not be true. Uh, but the other sees that as a huge betrayal. So this book is written from the perspective of one of those two girls, and the follow-up book, written in Starlight, is from the other girl's perspective. I just got it from the library, and I am super excited to see where the story goes next. On my list of books to read next is Talking Back to Purity Culture by Rachel Joy Welcher. If you were raised in the church during what they call the purity movement, like back in the 90s when we were signing True Love Waits cards and wearing purity rings, this book is a guide to help you evaluate the good things from that movement and the things that we now realize um, could have been harmful in unintentional ways. So I am especially interested in reading it as I guide our 15-year-old son through all that is coming for him in the world of dating. I want to communicate our hopes for him in a positive way that will hopefully lead to healthy views on God's good design for sex. So I am super excited to read that one and learn from uh, Rachel's experiences and just how she has put together the research on others who went through that movement at the same time I did. I also have a big stack of gardening books. Uh, <laughs> as we look forward to spring, I am ready to get out and plant my garden again. Um, I usually, we live outside of Houston, so we're in zone nine. And so I usually plant spring break week 
when we lived in Pennsylvania, I didn't plant until Mother's Day weekend. So wherever you are, you may be thinking about gardening and checking books out from the library is a great way to make a plan and to learn new things, even if you just want to do container gardening or herbs or flowers. When you're starting a new hobby, like if you're starting a garden, checking out books from the library about it is super helpful so you know that you're not committing a lot of money before you know if it's something that's really going to stick or not. Okay, now let's talk about my watch recommendations. Uh, I mentioned that I don't watch a whole lot of TV or movies, and so when I do take time to do it, I really want to do things that... I know I'm going to enjoy, or at least I hope I will enjoy. So the first thing on my list is WandaVision. We are Marvel fans in this house, (laughs) although I probably know the least about the Marvel Universe. Side note, I do have my favorites, uh, especially my favorite characters, and my number one favorite character is getting his own show on Disney Plus in a few months, and I am really looking forward to it because, now I don't want to give anything away here, but he died in one of the other movies, so I didn't think we were going to get anything else from him. But back to WandaVision, I didn't watch this show at first. I did read recaps of it so that Lee and David and I could talk about it together. And I did watch the last two episodes that recently released. And I am so glad (laughs) that I did. Uh, They were so good, especially watching them as a wife and a mother. So now I want to go back and watch all the episodes that I missed. It's such a sad yet hope-filled look at grief and how it changes us. The second thing on my list is the movie The Truman Show. It came out years ago, but it was one of those movies we picked to watch as a family movie night, Uh, and it was super interesting to see it through our 2021 eyes. So if you remember Truman who's played by Jim Carrey, doesn't know that he's on a reality show, and he has been since the day he was born. Uh, But he slowly realizes that, and then it's his struggle uh, with that knowledge. Now, I'm not saying that Jim Carrey is one of the best actors of all time, but I do think he brings something to the roles he plays that no one else could. In fact, we talked about that days after, (laughs) about whether there is another comedic actor now who could play the same parts that he played, and I couldn't think of anyone. Since David does theater and musicals, it was interesting to talk through what makes Jim Carrey so good in his roles. We decided a lot of it has to do with his expressions and his physical humor. Okay, the third movie on my list I actually haven't seen, and I tried so hard (laughs) to watch it over the weekend before we talked about it, but I just couldn't make time. So it's at the very top of my list of things to watch, and it's called Minari. It's spelled M-I-N-A-R-I, and it is about a Korean family that starts a farm in the 1980s in Arkansas. (laughs) Now, I grew up in the 1980s in Oklahoma, and in fact, I read that this movie was filmed in Oklahoma, and so I think I'm going to see a lot of my experiences in this movie. But of course, (laughs) I grew up in a town where I was the fourth generation of my family to live in that town. And this is a family coming from Korea and they're deciding what traits about themselves do they want to hold on to and and what is, is going to assimilate into the culture around them. I'm just super interested in 
how that's going to play out and the ways that I will relate to it and the ways that I will learn from it. There's a scene in the trailer and the family goes to what looks like a small church and the pastor gets up like totally would have happened at that time and he asked the visitors anybody who's visiting stand up so that we can recognize you and the family stands up they look so cute all standing up (laughs) because everybody is staring at them uh, because of course they know that they're visitors it's it's a family they have never seen before and that stands out in Arkansas in the 1980s and so man I think it's going to be a really sweet movie it has won it won a golden globe and i read that it has won 68 awards and been nominated for 170 um, and i also saw that there isn't any violence in it or anything like that so i feel safe in recommending it to you even before i watch it but if you're in the abiding caregivers facebook group i will let you know when i watch it and if i enjoy it as much as i think i will Okay, now three recommendations for things to listen to. Uh, The first one is the Loma podcast, L-O-M-A-H. Kim is starting a new season, and it is on literacy instruction for students with disabilities. I am super excited about this new season for Kim. She always has the best guest that come on just experts in the field it's amazing (laughs) she says it's amazing they say yes to me um but we all get to benefit from the time that she spends interviewing them and all that we can learn so i watch her instagram stories and i see how much progress her daughter miranda has made and i cheer her on as she learns how to read and write and it gives me a lot of hope that james may be able to read and write too The second podcast to recommend is one called Didn't I Just Feed You? Uh, It's new to me, but there are 130 episodes, and I have been scrolling through listening to the ones that look interesting. I liked episode 125 on easy family dinners and episode 110 on easy freezer meals for stockpiling or giving to new parents. Um, Maybe I just like the ones with easy in the title, Uh, but we all have to eat each day and most of us who are listening have to cook each day. So it's fun to get new ideas from a podcast like this or even just think differently about the task of cooking. It brings a little more joy to the routine. Now this last one is kind of a combo you're going to listen or watch, listen slash watch. It's the Wednesday Wake Up Devotions from Rising Above Ministries' new app. So each Wednesday, they share a three-minute video with an encouraging devotion. They have a story and a verse that they focus on, and it's just kind of the perfect pick-me-up in the middle of the week. So this Wednesday, I am scheduled (laughs) to be the Wednesday Wake Up host. So I hope that you will download the app from Rising Above Ministries and join me there on Wednesday, March 10th. Okay, those are my recommendations from what I read, watched, and listened to this winter. I hope some of them make your spring favorites list. Let's pray together as we do to end each episode, and then I have a favor to ask to help me celebrate my birthday this week. God, thank you for the diversity of interest we have, the hobbies we enjoy. Thank you for the authors, actors, speakers, and everyone involved in creating our favorite books and media. There are so many stories I want to read, watch, and hear. I'm thankful for the story you are writing in my own life and how my unique interests and hobbies are part of that story. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, friends, now it's favor asking time. It is my birthday week, as I mentioned. And if we've been friends for longer than a year, you may already know that I super love my birthday. I blame it on being a middle child or maybe even a special needs sibling, but a whole day where I get extra attention has always been pretty awesome. For my birthday, I always get books. <laughs> and this year, I'll probably get a new houseplant or two. My mom is going to bake me a strawberry cake. And I will use my birthday as an excuse to be the last one out of bed for as many mornings as I can stretch it. Uh, is there anyone else who tries for birthday week <laughs> instead of just birthday day? But if you have an extra minute this week, you can celebrate me turning the big four two. I had to do the math on that one. It's getting harder and harder to remember how old I am by leaving a rating or review for this podcast. Reviews are honestly a big deal and they can help others know that spending 10 to 15 minutes with us each week is really worth their time. It would be fun for me to check this week and see that lots of new reviews and ratings came in. I would be so grateful. So friends, I hope you have a good week, whether you are celebrating family birthdays, the last day of winter, spring break, or even just surviving another day. I am praying for you as you abide in Christ and remember that apart from Him, we can do nothing.